You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Well, hello again, folks. It's great to uh, join you again for another episode of Doctrine and Duty. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a great week, having a great month. I was going to say something cheesy since I'm from Tennessee, like happy fall, y'all. But um, I'll try not to say that. So today, the topic is karma versus the retribution principle. I thought, hmm, catchy title. Maybe that'll attract some listeners, some followers, uh, trying to bump up our following capacity to uh, 100,000. So we'll see if uh, if this will bump us up into that realm. Who knows? Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, we've got a little bit of ways to go. We're only, I mean, to get to 100,000 viewers or subscribers, I think we're only about 99,900 off. So, I mean, we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. Once the word gets out, it's going to go, it's going to go like crazy, like fast, like speed mode, like super fast. It's going to go out to infinity and beyond. Yeah, all that good stuff. So. Karma versus the retribution principle. Now, I think most people know what karma is. And, you know, kind of like uh, what, what comes around goes around. And, you know, a lot of people believe, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen. And so they, a lot of people just say, well, blame it on karma or karma. I know when I was a kid and I heard that the first time, I thought they said blame it on Carmen. And I was like, who is Carmen? And why is she getting blamed for all this stuff? Um, then I thought, well, maybe it's caramel or caramel. And I'm like, that's good stuff. You can't put bad stuff on caramel. Can't blame caramel for that. But it is karma. Um, so let's go to the retribution principle. It was a very uh, commonly held doctrinal belief. Uh, by the way, just to clarify, false doctrine. So karma is false, and the retribution principle is false. They are false doctrines. They are false teachings. And and very simply, they are both to be rejected on the grounds that God is both sovereign and providential. So the fact that God is sovereign and providential totally negates uh, the thoughts, the claims of karma and the retribution principle. But in the Old Testament, and as we'll see in our text today, the New Testament, there was a w- pretty widely held belief that uh, in in the retribution principle, and basically, that is if if something bad happens to you, it's because you did something bad to deserve it. Very interesting. So our text for uh, the podcast today is John chapter nine. It says this: As he passed by, he being Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Now, again, it's not like um, uh, the disciples or the followers, you know, were trying to promote heresy or anything. It was such a widely held belief that it was just assumed that if somebody's blind, well, there's a reason for it. And the reason is, you know, he sinned or his parents sinned. Somebody sinned. And so the retribution principle assumes that if anything bad happens, the reason is because you did something bad or someone did something bad. And so as we think about those things, um, we we consider John chapter 9. And in John chapter 9, the question has been asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Well, Jesus answered, it, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, 
And of course, we pause there for the shock and awe for the hearers to discover Jesus' teaching. And he just fires away quickly, not without grace or mercy, but just a very quick response. As they say, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. And Jesus said, he didn't, they didn't. It was not that this man sinned or his parents sinned. So Jesus very quickly rejects the retribution principle. So why is karma and also why are karma and the retribution principle, why are these claims rejected? Well, uh, first of all, because God is sovereign. Secondly, because God is providential. And third, because Jesus rejects them. It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Do you realize that there are still components or lingerings of karma and the retribution principle, even in churches today? Do you realize that when bad things happen to good people, one of the first one of the first responses among some people, and not, not all people, and certainly not the spiritually mature people, but among some believers is, mm-hmm, yep, I wonder what he did. Uh-huh, I wonder what she did. Mm-hmm, yep, uh-huh, yeah, we know somebody's been up to, somebody's been up to no good. That is a false teaching. Whenever we think about people suffering, disease, injury, and or tragedy. We should be filled with mercy and grace over their predicament. We do not. Now, could it be the judgment of God? Sure, it could be, but we are not God and we do not know. And even if they had done something bad, their predicament may or may not have anything to do with what they did or what they said or what they didn't do. And so we must reject this heresy in all of its forms. Karma, the retribution principle, these things must be rejected on the grounds of the Word of God. By the way, as believers, we should hold dear and clear to the Word of God. The Word of God is our standard. The Word of God trumps everything else. You see, it's not my feeling or your feelings. It's not my thoughts or your thoughts. It's not my understanding or your understanding. It is the Word of God that directs us. Can I get an amen? If we are believers, believers out there, we need to, we need to stand up. Our, our pastor, our worship pastor did a special a few Sunday nights ago about stand up for Jesus based upon the old hymn. We, we stand up for all kinds of crazy things and we sit down and we lay down for the, for the gospel and for the kingdom and the glory of God. It is time for believers to stand on the word of God. And to reject all this nonsense that has to do with our thoughts, our understanding, our knowledge, and our feelings. Listen, the Word of God should direct and influence our thoughts, our feelings, our understandings, our, our aspirations. Everything should come under submission to the Word and the will and the ways of God. Amen. That's, that's where we should be. We should not be directed or dictated by the culture, by society, by the world, by politicians, by, by anyone other than the Lord through His Word. And so Jesus says, it was not that this man sinned or his parents sinned, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Ha! Huh. This man was born blind. This, this man, for this instance, in this situation, he was born blind for the glory of God. Imagine that. 
Do you realize that we were put on planet Earth for the glory of God? We exist for the glory of God. Now, I don't apologize for going into a podcast or preaching. You, you can't see me right now, but both of my hands are in the air, and I am pleading with you. I am pleading with others who would hear this, that the Word of God trumps everything. Jesus says that the works of God might be displayed. We must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, He spit on the ground. He made mud with His spit. He anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed, and he came back seeing. Now the neighbors, and everybody's got them. The, they said, yeah, neighbors, and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some, says, some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he's like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? And he answered, The man called Jesus made mud. He anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to a saloon and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he now? He said, I do not know. They brought him to the Pharisees, the man who had been formerly blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such things? And such signs, and there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. <laughs> he goes on to say, and you know, they go to his parents and try to get his parents to to confess something. And and his parents say, Go ask him, he's old enough. And then they said, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I have told you already, and you wouldn't listen. Do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You're his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man said, Wow, or Shazam. <laughs> Why? This is an amazing thing. You don't know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in sin. See, there's the retribution principle. And would you teach us? And they cast him out. And uh, basically, uh, there is this description of the fact that uh, he says, Lord, I believe. And he worships Jesus at the end of chapter 9. It's interesting. Basically, he says, I was blind, but now I see. You figure it out. Beloved, I, I encourage and challenge you and exhort and encourage you. I, I, I wish I could command you. I can't, but I enjoy. Enjoy the Lord's grace and mercy. Believe in the sovereignty and providence of God. Reject all claims of karma and the retribution principle. Our God is a great and awesome God, even in the midst, even when He allows, even when He brings discipline, even when He allows difficult days, suffering and adversity, God means it for His glory and for our gain. Trust the Lord. Serve Him all your days. Listen, don't become bitter and angry and all alone. Trust the Lord, worship the Lord, and serve Him always. And enjoy your local church. Hey, listen, I love you. Doctrine and Judy. Join us again. Y'all take care. Goodbye. 
You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.